Drake Rats, and welcome to Season 4, Episode 7 of the Blackhawks Ringcast, coming to you live from the Puck Hockey Studios, and brought to you by Puck Hockey, our founding and official sponsor since 2017. Head over to PuckHockey.com and check out the latest in hockey-themed apparel and gear, including the rink line, which uh, many of us are modeling tonight. <clears throat> really cool stuff, beautifully designed and well-made, lots of uh, different uh, hockey themes and... Um, Player lines, good stuff. Go check it out. P-U-C-K-H-C-K-Y.com. I am your host, John Jekyll, better known across the interwebs as JJ or That Jekyll Guy. And joining me tonight are the usual suspects. Let's start with my uh, partner in crime, fellow founding member of the rink, um, Jeff Osborne. It's Mr. Osborne. <laughs> yes, it Hello. Is. Yes, it is. And also Ray Nepientek. Thanks for having me on. I'm excited. This is quite the crew right here. It's always a pleasure. Always a pleasure, right? Uh, Sean Fitzgerald, the blogger to be named later, also known as Sean Goldstein. Happy to be here tonight. Uh, going old uh, rink two-tone from puckhockey.com. And Andy Campbell from the nether regions of Massachusetts. What's up, everybody? Uh, we're going to have a good I'll show tonight. Let's wait. get at her. <laughs> and last but not certainly least, tonight's special guest, one of my most entertaining follows, both on Blackhawk and White Sox Twitter, um, the creative genius behind at Snark Burley, a largely White Sox-themed apparel and design line. I am, in fact, modeling my Snark Burley t-shirt. I love this thing, and I told Lauren about it, that I really loved it. She graciously sent it to me. It um, has the, um, the scoreboard... Uh, themed from the White Sox in, in a Chicago flag logo. It's very cool. And all this stuff is really cool. You got to go check it out. We'll talk a little bit more about that at the end of the show. Lauren, thanks for joining us. She's still you have to make me look smarter. We're going to do our best. <laughs> we are gonna That's why I best. wear them. That's why I wear glasses, just so I look smarter. I'll save them for when I need them. Right on. So... Welcome, folks. Um, tonight, we're going to talk about a couple of topics. The first one, the big one, um, and I think this, this crew is well-suited to, uh, to uh, dissecting this. Can the Hawks realistically make the playoffs? Um, so as, because we're gracious hosts, we're going to turn this over first to our guests. Lauren, what do you think? Can, can the Hawks make the playoffs, or is that a pipe dream? Maybe. Um, <laughs> Our division has two really good teams, Florida, Tampa Bay, two good teams, Carolina, Dallas, two not good teams, Detroit and Nashville. And there's us and Columbus, the wild cards. Can Dallas stay healthy? I don't know. Is Torts going to have a meltdown? Who knows? So I don't really know if it's a matter of how well the Blackhawks play or if it's hinging on John Tortorella going completely mad and benching line A for three games. Who knows? Um, I think they have a shot. Um, the bad teams in our division are really, really terrible, but I don't know. I'm not sold. I mean, Lankanen can't carry the team. And I think Subban has proven to be a bit of a fraud. So. Oh. Don't hold back. Don't oh. hold back. <laughs> Tell us what you think. All right, Gate, what do you think? Can they make the playoffs? I think I know where this is going. Yeah, I don't think so in the end. Um, 
But, you know, I tell you, I'm going to tell you. Uh, yeah, like she said, Lankanen uh, can't probably keep up at this rate. Uh, Subban can't can't backstop this team for any length of time. You can't continue to just rely on your pl- your power play being 33.3%, scoring one out of every three times, and your goalie uh, having save percentage that's in like the top, your rookie goalie who hasn't faced any other teams but of like five teams in his career in his entire career to backstop you into the playoffs. Uh, you know, it's just not sustainable. None of this is sustainable. You can't not be a good five on five team and expect to go through the entire season and make the playoffs. It's just, at some point it's going to get, it's going to, it's going to catch up with them. All right. That's uh, so we've gone from the the uh, vaguely noncommittal to the negative. Let's go to let's go to the positive. Uh, Andy Campbell. Oh, Mr. Positive over here. It totally depends on Dylan Strom coming back. First, sorry, all right. I just I wanted to get that. That's a size ten four. No, I honestly, I mean, I, I love the torts comment first of all because I I think that if if Columbus decides to hold on to Tortorella for the rest of the year, then the Hawks have a shot um, because he's really, I mean, he's, he's coming apart and that team's come apart. If the Blackhawks make the playoffs this year, Patrick Kane is your MVP. Um, I think that, I, I mean, he, he will need to continue his brilliance. And I think if, if they're in that position and if they're in that top four, a lot of it is going to be 88 doing it. Sure. It's going to be Lankin in. It's going to be the goaltending. It's going to be the support guys, maybe some secondary scoring, maybe Kubalik will get hot and pump in, um, you know, a few more, uh, obviously, you know, Alex Dabrinkit is back um, and he's playing at a very high level right now. Can they do it? I think they can. Will they do it? Probably not. Um, I'd love to hold out hope. Um, I want to acknowledge too, that I can't believe it's the beginning of March and we're even having this conversation. I mean, I, there's nobody thought we'd even be here. Um, But I think this is, this month is going to be such a test uh, with that nine games against Florida and Tampa Bay, no Detroit this month. Uh, So it'll be entertaining, but at the end of the day, they'll probably be on the outside looking in, but I'd love it if they got it. It'd be really fun. Okay, so I would I would call on Ray here, but Ray's been uh, kind of a slacker, missed a couple of shows, so he's he's going to go last. Sean Fitzgerald, the blogger to be named later. I'll say yes, and uh, the reason I'll say yes is because of what um, what was brought up earlier. I think Torts is bringing down Columbus, and if they hold on to him, I think I think they're done. Dallas is just so injury prone. If the Hawks can weather the storm of this month, like they've, even if they go four and six in the next 10, if they somehow do that, I think they hang on and they make the playoffs. They've got to just, they've got to hang on during this month. That's, this is the real test. And then even though I know they only have, I think two more games left with Detroit, I believe they played them six times. So that's going to be something uh, to look forward to, but they can beat up on Nashville. Dallas is broken down. They can beat up on Dallas. Um, I think they make the playoffs in, in a shocker. I think they make the playoffs. Interesting. Figure it out. <laughs> Ray, what do you think, man? Tired of all the group think gate. Got to uh, do something different. Thanks for taking me out of the penalty box. Um, I think, 
you know, obviously it'd be easy to say goaltending and defense. And we kind of talked about that already. It's got, it's going to be Kane at the Brinkett uh, if they're rocking and rolling and there's no secondary, secondary scoring, you know, if Kubalik gets hot, um, you know, but if you're talking about that second and third line playing consistently, uh, you know, putting pucks in the net, they can beat a lot of teams. Um, you know, I think they're better defensively than, than we give them credit for. Uh, Lankin in, yeah, I mean, Gate, uh, you know, brings up a great point. You know, does he hit a rookie wall? I know it's a shorter season, but, um, you know, re- relying on him to, to go to distance. But I really look at that secondary scoring. If you're talking about like, you know, Kurashev and, and Suter, Janmark, stuff like that, if they're scoring, uh, the Hawks are going to be tough to beat. Yeah. So, uh, you know, it's great. It's really funny because I think three of you guys have really encapsulated what I was going to say. Um, uh, yeah, they've got a tough stretch of games coming up. But I think the the bigger question is, is can anybody catch them from behind? Because um, Dallas is, is banged up. I mean, they're without Tyler Sagan. And, um, you know, Columbus has got, and you know, internecine war going on between Patrick Line and, and uh, other factors and uh, John Tortorella. I think – I don't know. I think Torch is finally reaching the end of his shelf life as, you know, coaches like him always do, you know, and, and uh, it's, it's a shame because Columbus is, is probably a playoff team most years. And uh, even with the, with the talent erosion they've had, they still have that strong core and, and uh, they're built for the playoffs. But um, so I question, you know, the thing I question is, is can anybody who's behind the Hawks catch them and knock them out of fourth? You know, um, I, you know, Gate, you bring up a really good point, though, too. And I think that um, Lankinen has been kind of the story of the season for me. And, and I'll, we'll talk some more about that in a few minutes. Um, but I think um, I do think he's going to come back to uh, come back to earth here a little bit. You know, he's, they got they got three games coming up against Tampa, you know. Um, and I think that uh, and, and, you know, a lot of games against Florida, et cetera. So I think he's going to see some pressure and some uh, hardship on an NHL level that he hasn't seen yet. And uh, well, it'll be interesting to see, you know, how he weathers it. Cause to me, he's like, he's really the difference maker this year for them. That's, that's just my opinion, but um, um, and, and to break it's bounce back nicely, but uh, getting uh, this surprise performance out of him so far as I think what's got them where they are. Um, so anyway, Let's talk about, let's talk about though, what happens when the Hawks get to the playoffs? Cause uh, I had an article that I, that I posted uh, this past week um, about the Hawks uh, serious problems, five on five. And when, when you're in the playoffs, if you can't compete five on five, you're not going to last very long. Um, but I'm curious if, if any, if you guys think that uh, the Hawks could, could uh, do some damage in the playoffs, maybe make the second round. Uh, let's start with Ray. Kate, I, lo- I love the background that popped up. Um, <laughs> I got my boys here, you know. A thousand movie quotes just came into to the top of my head, but I don't want to wait. Those good men about Saigon. I don't want to waste all our time, right? Man, come <laughs> on. <laughs> if they were to make the playoffs and, and you catch a, a Tampa or Carolina, I don't think they're going to make a, a ton of noise. Um, you know, JJ, you brought up a good point. You know, is anybody going to catch them? Uh, you know, if they, if they play 500 – hockey the rest of the way and they get in in a seven game series do they beat tampa do they beat carolina no not even close uh you know for me it, it would be they didn't get caught uh, they were able to play 500 hockey on, on the way out and you know you had a great article you know five on five that's where it's at you keep you're not going to get a loser point you're not going to win three on three um you know those are the rules you got to play by the rules in, in the regular season but if they make the playoffs they're, they're not going to make any noise 
Lauren Wilmer, special guest. What do you think? Do you think the Hawks could uh, actually? Uh... I don't think so. Um, I mean, Dallas has only played 17 games, so we've played 23, 24. So when they catch up, it's not like we're playing a game, they're playing a game. We're, you know, they, they've got six or seven games of just free points that they can just climb right over us and send us, you know, back to hell where we've been. Um, I did hear a Carolina reference, so I have to um, reference Mr. Svechnikov! One of my well, favorite players. Is, I'm really excited about, about the Svechnikov match. Yeah, go put it on a t-shirt, Jeff. Kate, is that me and Stankus behind you? <laughs> it's my friend, the dude, and uh, Walter next to me Walter. on the other side. They're whispering in my ear. So, Kate, what do you think? What am I saying? I'm asking Kate if I think they can do anything in the playoffs. All right, I'll ask him. Well, no, of yeah. course not. <laughs> <laughs> they're not going to make the playoffs, but even if they did, they're going to get stomped. I mean, they don't have... Uh, they don't have the depth to be able to to really take any of these teams on. Uh, um, they don't have the size to be able to, you know, muck and grind in the corners and win board battles. And they don't have any of that stuff. Like they're like, you know, a lot of these games that they won in, in shootouts and, uh, you know, overtime, that's not going to happen. There's no three on three. Like Ray said, uh, you know, they, they got right. lucky in that, you know, they can outrun some teams three on three, but five on five and, and, you know, playoff overtime, that's not happening with this team, uh, you know, and, and eventually their defense is going to break down. They're going to have to, you know, they're going to go back to depending on Duncan Keith to play 30 minutes a game uh, because they're going to have this, you know, false sense of security that, that they're a, a, an actual playoff team. So, you know, if they were to make the playoffs and last year, they didn't make the playoffs, just to be clear, uh, they got a mercy invite because of a pandemic. They did not make the playoffs. So anyway, you know, uh, no, they're just they're just not built that way yet and, and this is not to say and we keep saying this this is not to say they won't be next year or the year after that just right now they're not that's it that's the bottom line sean what do you think yeah i'm gonna echo everyone else i think if they if they uh my enthusiasm was a little uh inflated earlier if they happen to make the playoffs they're gonna be they're gonna be swept it's it's um they don't have okay they just they, they're they're still a year or two away from being uh, a fringe playoff team. They still need grinders in the corner. Uh, I know they worked on that in practice the other day, but if you don't have size, you don't have guys like uh, Boone Jenner and players like that, that can win board battles. You're not going to go anywhere in the playoffs. And Kevin Langton has never played this many games in a row. I don't think he, or this many starts in a long season like this. So he's going to start to wear down. Um, what about the kids? Yeah, it's this year. It's not, it's if they do make the playoffs, it'll be a quick exit to a middle tier draft pick, which yeah. we'll have to wait several years for to see if it's worth anything. Well, that's a really good check, back check, paycheck, boys. <laughs> that's a really good point, Sean. I think, um, and that's we're going to talk about that, I think, on, on a uh, future show in the not too distant future about, you know, what are the ramifications of this um, unexpected success this year? If the Hawks did make the playoffs, you know, what does that mean as far as the rebuild? So, I mean, we'll, 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 we'll dissect that in a future show. And I think you guys know where that's going to go, but 
Um, yeah. So Andy, what do you think? Can the Hawks actually like uh, surprise somebody in the playoffs? I mean, maybe they'll do what they did last year and and put up a fight in a five game series where they stand on their head and they steal one. But I mean, right now this team, or as of a couple of days ago, was 27th in the league with a 47% faceoff rate. And I don't, when you're playing big boy hockey and, and line combinations are a bigger factor, I, I just, they're going to be playing a lot without the puck. And if you're playing a lot without the puck against Carolina or Tampa Bay in a series that means something, they just don't have it. Um, they just don't have it this year. Um, you know, and we'll hear the parting shots. Oh, it'll be great for our young guys to get this experience and all the things that we're used to hearing when the Hawks organization knows that they're totally outmatched heading into a playoff series. Um, I hope, like I said, I hope they make it because I like watching playoff hockey and they're not going to be a lottery team this year, but um, it, it's just so hard to see them upsetting a number one seed. I, I just don't, I just don't think they have the juice. Yeah. I, yeah. And I, my personal feeling is, yeah, they, they'll pretty much get destroyed. I mean, I think that, um, you know, there's some positives in, in what's going on this year in the regular season, but if, if they make the playoffs, they're no, I don't think they're any better of a playoff team now than they were a year ago, probably worse without Taves, um, honestly. And uh, so, yeah, they would get, they would get crushed. And um, let's not even talk about what all that means as far as their, their uh, draft position, et cetera. But, you know, the truth is um, we've, and we've talked about a lot of the different players who have stepped up this year, who've been pleasant surprises. I want to, I want to pose a question to you guys. Um, Who do you guys think though, is, is somebody who's been kind of a, a, an unsung hero in the, uh, in the Hawks success this year? You know, who's it? Who's up? Dylan Strom. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Make an argument right. for it. If somebody wants to, uh, to espouse the Dylan Strom argument, I'm, I'm certainly willing to entertain yeah. it. Um, it should be entertaining. Um, I, I'm going to put this back to our guest, Lauren. What do you think? Who's, uh, who's your unsung hero on the uh, 2021 Chicago Blackhawks? Hegel. Hagel, everything Hagel. That's supposed to say more than just. Yeah, go put it on a t shirt, Jeff. Already on it. Get out of my way. Get out of my way. Trademark 2021 Q stash. I put Hagel on my sung hero list, man. That guy's awesome. Love him. Don't sing about him because he's my own son. <laughs> um, I mean, he's fast as hell. He does everything. He was scrapping with line A, and I was dying laughing about that. Um, I had compared him to Zadina, who has two goals tonight. Um, but Hagel was the sixth round draft pick, I think. So also I noticed three of his assists were from Kubalik, so line mates for life. Like we gotta keep them together. Um hey, Hagel's actually a free agent. He, he was a free agent signing. Yeah, he was. Out of originally uh, the I WHL, Red Deer, Red Deer, Deer Rebels. Rebels. Yeah, Red Deer. Along with Reese Johnson. Yeah, yeah. I think Christopher Steed was a Red Deer Rebel, as I recall. Back when I used to care about Junior. Anyway, Hockey. sorry to interrupt. Go, Lauren, go. Expected from you, from the likes of you. Um, oh, what a jerk. I mean, the thing about him is he's averaging 12 minutes of ice time per game. Like, I think they need to trust him more, but the team's full of young rookies. So, who knows? Like, I don't really know what to expect from them. And I know we can't get 
too excited about them because they all have a lot to learn and they have a lot of time before they're going to be formidable players. Um, but that's my unsung hero, Hegel. Don't sing about him. Don't make him sung. We won't. We won't sing about him. Um, all right. Ray, what do you think? Who's your unsung hero, buddy? Don't say Ian. Don't say Ian. Yeah, no, it's not Mitchell. I'll stay with defense, though, and go with, with Connor Murphy. I think he's been oh. quiet, silent. <laughs> All right, can, well, I, can, I know, can I go first? Can I everyone go first? change their pick. 20-some, three minutes a night, um, just playing good defense. Uh, you know, he's, he's taking a lot of important minutes, and I think if I had to pick one, it, it would be him for sure. Just He's just that type of guy that you need back there. Um, I've been pleasantly surprised the way he's been playing this this season. And, uh, you know, to, to say, you know, like, I mean, Hagel, I mean, you've got a lot of guy, good guys that you could pick. I, I just think Murphy's taking on a lot of big minutes that, that you need him to do. I've, uh, I've agreed with both of you guys. Uh, these have both been excellent choices, and I, I, love the, uh, I love the rationale. All right, Sean, what do you think, man? Who do you got? Well, since, you know, all the good picks are taken, I'll go, uh, <laughs> I'll go Calvin DeHaan, uh, Steady I'll, Eddie I'll there on the blue line. Pick. I think uh, you just need a defensive defenseman to do his thing, and that's what he's been doing this year. And that's something that the when he got hurt last year, the Blackhawks were lacking on the blue line. So, steady Yeti, not going to get recognized in the stat sheet, but I'm just going to play solid defense. Yeah. All right, I, I'll go go there as well. I don't I don't uh, feel as strongly about him as I do about the previous two, but. Uh, uh, Dehan is a really good player, and and yes, hit. I think both he and Keith actually are probably not getting the, the props they deserve because they're the type of defenseman who you only really notice them, I think, when they break down or in Keith's case when he makes a nice offensive play. But uh, yeah, okay, Andy, tell us about Dylan Strom. What, what, what <laughs> why do you think he's an unsung, unsung hero? Yeah, well, I'm I'm, I'm frustrated. I knew I knew Ray was going to take mine because he's a lot smarter than I am, but I'm going to go with, I'm going to go with Shiva. Can confirm. I'm going with Shiva. I'm going with Khrushchev. Um, yeah, you like Khrushchev. I really like Khrushchev. And, you know, I mean, this, this kid turned 20 years old in October. Yeah. And, and he, you know, I mean, he has played in every game except one and he has been a value add as a situational player. Uh, he's played a little center. He's played in the wing. I did not think he would be this far along, um, not even close. Yeah. I mean, I, I think in the beginning of the season before it, you know, when camp opened up, I had him penciled in Rockford and, um, and he's here to stay. And I'm sorry, he turned 21 in October. Let me clear that up one year, but anyway, um, he's a stud. He's a keeper. He's going to be around. I mean, I, I don't like the, you know, the debt suit comparisons or, you know, some of these Stop. names that people are throwing around there. Stop. I, I will give you oh. a comparison. I will Oof. give you a, I will give you a legitimate comparison. And if he has this kind of longevity with the team, he could be a Sergey Breland. Mm -hmm. uh, you think back to Sergey Breland with those mm -hmm. devils teams and what he meant to those clubs. He played 15 years in New Jersey yep. and won three cups. Um, Khrushchev could be that guy. He could play into his mid thirties in a hockey uniform and be, and have tremendous value at a very low cap hit for a long time. So, um, I'm excited about him. I like him a lot. That's a, that's a really good one. Um, all right. So Gabe Bowman's been given three years and 24 million. Got it. Right. Yeah, when he's an exactly. RFA, when he's an RFA, right. he'll give it to him a year and a half before his contract's up. Right. And, you're right. <laughs> and because they're afraid of, they're afraid of losing him. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And they'll trade him. The best way to not lose him is overpay him a year yeah. early. 
They're going to trade him for Saad. Yep, when Saad's 35. Yeah, we saw him. Stash made a brief appearance. It's almost like subliminal advertising. <laughs> Gabe, what do you think? Who's your unsung hero, buddy? Well, I was going to say Dahan, but someone took that, so I'm going to pick someone different. Um, someone who's actually uh, really given something to this team that I didn't think he was going to. Uh, and even though he did, he, he had kind of a late start and everything, Carl Soderberg actually has impressed me. Yeah. He's had some offensive flash, which you don't really expect from Carl Soderberg, but you know, he's a center. He's a good solid center can play. You know, he's been playing the power play. He's been playing the PK playing, playing pretty good five on five. He hasn't been getting crushed at his own end. He's been a pretty good depth player for a last minute pickup to replace some play, some top-notch players that they lost. Um, I'm just going to say, I was, I've been very impressed with what Carl Soderberg has shown so far. He may lose it, but so far so good. These are all good. These are all really good. And I that agree on that one too. He's so happy. <laughs> I, I agree on that one too. Um, so I, you know, my, my unsung hero, I've already kind of foreshadowed it. Um, and I, you know, <laughs> Every time I start trying to talk about goalies, like I know something about goalies, I end up looking stupid. But I'm gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna go out, yeah, I'm gonna go out on a limb here, and uh, I, I, I'm kind of all in on Lankinen. I think I think Lankinen's gonna be around for ten years, and uh, I think he's gonna be a pretty good goalie in Chicago. I mean, you know, yeah, he's gonna he is gonna come back to earth a little bit, but when he takes the net, far and away, far and away. He um, really looks like he belongs and the team plays well in front of him. And uh, I know he gave up five in a game recently. Um, and I, I started to think then, yeah, he's going to come back to earth here. But, uh, you know, I just, I just feel like we're going to look back on this season. And the one thing we're going to remember is how that kid kept us in games. And, uh, you know, if they make the playoffs, it'll be, it'll be in large part because of him. And uh, that's pretty remarkable. Um so I know he's been I know he's been sung quite a bit and and uh, I think some people have been really out over their skis skis on him a little bit but I'm starting to be, become a believer in him and uh, I think that um, I mean he may not be getting enough credit really at this point too so um, all right good so we got some good unsung heroes um, we got a couple of questions tonight and uh, these you know normally we kind of breeze through the questions but. One of these, um, I think, is going to is going to trigger a lot of conversation, especially in light of uh, my partner being here tonight. Um, so, very cool dude, one of our one of our rank rats um, who we enjoy on Twitter, asked the question like, "What's going on with Colin Delia?" I mean, last night he looked like he could barely play in the AHL. When two years ago he looked like he was going to be a pretty good NHL keeper. And I, I have an opinion on it, and uh, I have a feeling Mr. Osborne has an opinion on it. But we'll get around to him later. Um, Sean, what do you think? Well, um, Colin Delia, unfortunately, had the um, unmistakable pleasure of playing against Tampa Bay and Florida, I believe, to start the year. Okay, I think he gave up five and two appearances and then was banished. He never, he's never seen the NHLI since they finally sent him down to Rockford in a conditioning assignment and Rockford isn't very good. So he got shelled last night. I think it's just, he's a victim of circumstance. Unfortunately, um, they thought he was going to be able to compete with Subban and Lankin and they, he still might get some time because 
as uh, we said earlier, Subban's been exposed, but he got when you when you don't Crazy. play for over a month, it, you're going to develop rust. You're going to you're 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 going to like you you have to keep playing against regular competition. You can't just play against Jeremy Waite. Uh, taking shots from the goalie coach every day. It doesn't make any sense. Or Jimmy Wade. I'm sorry, not Jimmy Wade. I don't know who the hell. Jeremy's good. We can go with that. He's the the third one brother. Did the Canadians hire Jeremy? (laughs) Well, you're right, though. You wouldn't want to take shots from Jeremy Wade. (laughs) (laughs) All right, I'm going to ask. Erroneous. Erroneous. Erroneous on both counts. I'm going to put Gate on mute, and I'm going to ask our special guest what she thinks. Um. I agree with every pretty much everything Sean said. I think he's got a big confidence issue. I mean, knowing he had a contract and now he's taxi squad, you know, being banished to Rockford. Would you feel good about that? Um, And he's getting lit up down there. And I mean, I, I still am not sold on Subban, but is there a spot for him? Right. Right. Uh, that's a good point. Uh, Andy, what do you think? Yeah, I, I think it's a shame for him. I think it's a bummer. You know, I think this whole taxi squad thing, you know, is, is kind of what Shawnee was saying, just a victim of circumstance. Um, at the same time, did the Hawks do this the right way and make sure that they committed to two guys early and say sorry to the other one? Tough break. Yeah, I think they did. I really think that they did. They said, these are our guys and this is what this is what we're going to do. And so now we went into the season with, you know, this kind of three-legged goalie carousel that everyone was going, who's it going to be? Who's it going to be? And the Hawks ID'd it early and it's been working. So I don't, I don't lose sleep over that. I do think it's totally a bummer for Colin Delia. So I'm putting my mask on. Um, I think it's a bummer for Colin Delia, but at the same time, you know, I don't, I don't know. It doesn't bother me that much. It is a shame for him. Hopefully he'll land somewhere. Hopefully it'll work out. But, but that said, there was going to be an odd man out in this situation. There had to be. Um, And unfortunately it was deals. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Ray, what do you think? It's a performance uh, based uh, business, right? And, and like in his run with it, I I think, you know, Subban is, has been fine. I, you know, not really too high on him. I know, uh, you know, Delia, had a, a tough go there early on. Uh, that's just a draw, right? He goes out and pitches a shutout. Things would be different. And, and, and you know, I, obviously the, there's more than just goaltending when you're pitching a shutout, but uh, you know, he's just kind of got stuck. But the thing that is he's, you know, one pulled groin away from, you know, being back, you know, so that that's one of those things that, you know, yeah. Hey, you've got to kind of right. keep going, keep doing what you're doing. Goaltending is a crazy business we all know that you know he could come up to chicago and and be lights out for five games and we'll think yeah. back for what what happened but you know also you know for me uh you know i always thought it was a, a little bit of a stretch with him a few years ago you know he's playing on a team that um didn't have much goaltending at the time he signed a really nice deal um for himself so he's got a lot of things going for him but you know it's performance based and he's not performing fair enough you're a tough taskmaster right napian tech um, all right, this is the, the moment we've all been waiting for. Gate, what do you think? What do you think about Delia? How they're treating him? Well, to be fair, um, he he caught he. It was the luck of the draw. He got the bad. He got the shit end of the deal. Uh, 
Uh, Lincoln gave up five goals. Subban gave up five goals. Delia just happened to had have two in a row against Florida and Tampa Bay, two of the top teams in the NHL, you know, as far as like shooting and scoring, scoring goals. So uh, it was the luck, the bad luck of the draw. Maybe they could have given him, you know, another shot, but it's it, it now, now it's too late. He's out of shape. He didn't play for a month. He barely practiced for a month. And then you send him down for a conditioning assignment behind a team that's playing dog shit defense. I mean, they gave up 43 shots in two periods. I, you can't tell me that's good it, it, by any stretch of the imagination. I don't care if you give up seven goals in those, you know, on those 43 shots or whatever, 43 shots in two periods is terrible. And no goalie should have to face that, especially one that's been out of shape now, because you didn't play him, practice him or do anything with him. You just kind of set him up there to eat, you know, shrimp in the, in the press box. And uh, so it was, it was, you know, the luck of the draw. Uh, if, if Subban played those two games that, that they gave up, uh, you know, 10 game, 10 goals in two games, then Subban's the guy who's, who's where they're at right now. You know, uh, it just so happened that this is the way it worked out. And they decided they were going to stop trying goalies after Kevin Lincoln and won a game against Detroit. Uh, and they, they decided they can play hockey again. It's, that's kind of where it's at. Um, is the shrimp at the United Center any good? Is it popcorn? <laughs> Sorry. Was it uh, yeah, popcorn yeah, shrimp? Because I, yeah, I, I, I want shrimp in the press box. I didn't know they. I didn't know they did shrimp. I want Go ahead, Go ahead JJ. <laughs> we should ask. We should ask uh, Brandon Perry how the shrimp is in the press box <laughs> at the United Center. Um, you know the the Delia saga reminds me of uh, of a story about I guess it was about 18, 19 years ago. And gosh, you know, it's just I don't know where time has gone, but. So a buddy of mine back then was the agent for Dustin Bufflin, James Wisniewski, and Craig Anderson. And it, it, what Dealey is going through right now with the Hawks reminds me of, of what Craig Anderson went through with the Hawks. And, uh, you know, they, they kept signing him and then cutting him and somebody else would sign him and, and, and then the Hawks would sign him back. And he kind of bounced around to like five teams in one year. And, and then finally he settled with Florida and he started to get his game underneath him. And uh, then he had some great years in Colorado um, and some good years in Ottawa too. And he, he's ended up having a great career. And I remember my buddy and I talking about my buddy was a, was a former uh, uh, pro goalie. And uh, you know, he said, he goes, look, this kid has talent. Um, he's just got, he's just got to get his, his game going in the NHL and somebody believes in him and, and, and be patient with him. And that's what happened. And I don't know if that's going to happen with Delia or not, but I, you know, Gate and I were talking about a little bit about today. Uh, I think based upon what he showed a couple of years ago, when he got those NHL games, uh, I have a feeling some GM is going to take a, sh- going to take a chance on him. It, it's not going to be in Chicago. Probably. I think Bowman is committed to obviously to Lincoln in, um, but then secondarily to, to Subban because he, you know, Subban is his return for Robin Leonard and, you know, Bowman's always so worried about how he's perceived and about how his moves are perceived, you know, that he tries to kind of validate his moves. Um, and I, I just, I sort of think that's why they're committed to Subban. Then it sucks because Delia is, is the odd man out, but I, I just think that he's going to get another shot with another organization. And, um, it may be the best thing for him because, uh, you know, this thing appears to kind of have gone south for him. And uh, so there's a, you know, just, I think he's done. I think he's done with the Hawks as much as they're done with him, you know? So um, that's, that's it on Delia. So 
Matt Aarons, another one of our, our rink rats, really good guy, um, sent me a note today. And he wanted to ask about Nikita Zadorov. <laughs> I remember when the Hawks traded for him, we had some robust debate on our uh, chat about, you know, how he would be with the Hawks. And uh, I think, um, I think uh, he's probably, I think, somewhat disappointed me a little bit. I thought we might see a little bit more out of him. But Matt's question was, is, you know, what kind of player is he? Um, and I, you know, I'm going to bounce this one around. I think we'll get some good takes on this. Andy, what do you think? What's your take on this? Give me a scouting report on Nikita Zadorov. I don't know. I mean, he, he doesn't, he doesn't pass the eye test with flying colors. Um, I mean, when you, when you watch him out there, you're like, who's this guy clunking around out there? You know, he looks like his feet are in cement. He's always chasing some guy and he's kind of behind him. And, you know, but if you look at him statistically, I mean, he's, he's a plus rated defenseman. You know, it was really cool to see him chip in a little bit offensively. Um, I mean, he's a, he's a, he's huge. And, you know, so I think in, in board battles, you, you need that big lumbering defenseman. I'm, I'm curious what they're going to do after this season. Cause I believe he's up for contract after this season. And that's going to be a pretty tough decision on what to do with him, especially if he's expecting a raise. Now that would be one of those where if the Hawks make the playoffs and he looks good the last month or so, then it might be like, Oh, that's not good. Cause now Stan's going to, pay him way more than he's worth. Um, I mean, I, you don't, I don't really, you know, I think early on you kind of noticed him a lot more than you do now. And he's one of those, if you don't notice him very much, he's doing his job. And I think, you know, for a lot of stay at home defensemen, that's the best kind of stay at home D you can have. He's a guy that's just, Oh, he's just, he's just there all the time. So I don't know. I don't dislike him and I don't like him. And for those reasons, uh, I think he's fine and, and playing a good role. All right, Ray, what do you think? He's been okay. I think if you tell him play two strides back of what you think you should be, you're going to be okay. Um, if they've got speed coming at him or if he's got to make uh, – he's got to turn his hips and go, uh, he's in trouble. Um, but I think other than that, if you're giving me, you know, 15 minutes a night just saying stay at home, nobody scores, be tough in the corners, be tough in front of the net, uh, use your size, make sure people know that you're there. I don't need anything else out of you. Um, you know, I just need you to do that. So, but early on, you could see some of the speed I, I thought was, was pretty obvious beating him uh, and pretty obviously beating him. But, uh, you know, if you're just saying, Hey, don't, <laughs> don't push the puck up the ice. All I'm worried about you is being back, using your size, be a nuisance, be tough in the corners, uh, be tough in front of the net. He's going to be okay. He's not the reason you're going to win hockey games but he could be a reason why you would lose a hockey game so uh, be the reason why we're not why we're not <laughs> losing that's an interesting take uh all right laura what do you think about nikita zadorov don't say shvetchnikov mr shvetchnikov um would have rather <laughs> traded sad for him um so bowman really talked this guy up and he just hasn't lived up to it for me. I had made a tweet last week that my dog thinks her name is Dammit Zadorov because of how often she hears it <laughs> come out of my mouth. Um, I mean, he's not fast. Um, trying to like be nice. Like he's slow as shit. Can I say, can I say that? Yeah, um, yes. They gave up sod for him and they, you know, didn't, they lost that trade. Um, he's always chasing the play. He's that's why he keeps saying, damn it, Zadaroff, whenever he's around, because it's just like 
he's just like an eager puppy that you like it's like I want to do good stuff but like I suck at it um <laughs> and it's like he he's trying and he seems like a cool guy like he whenever I see him like post on Instagram he like seems like a nice guy to hang out with but like not a nice Except guy for the man bun what do you got hey, you hey, wish hey, you had hey. a man bun you wish you had a man bun and confirm but I mean, he's on the roster. Like that's he's there. It's like when the real the realtor says, "Well, it sure is cozy," because they're like they don't want to say that it's small. <laughs> like, well, he sure can get out there. <laughs> yep, yep. I think I think there's a lot of truth to that too. All right, so Sean, what do you think? What do you think about Nikita Zadorov? He can hit people. That's that's pretty much about it. I don't. He doesn't wow me. Uh, I honestly thought he sucked when he first started. I, I he was always getting his. You could tell he was always chasing the puck and getting just blown by with a faster skater. So, um, I mean, like Ray said, he he might not necessarily win you games, but he definitely could lose you games. I think that was. Um, a great assessment, and he's he's on the team. I don't like the fact that they traded Brandon Sod for him. I think uh, uh, piggybacking off what was said that Stan Bowman loves to hype up everything in the hype machine, and, and I think Zadorov was caught in the Stan Bowman hype machine, and he's not what Stan Bowman envisioned him and hyped him up to be, which shocking happens way more often than we'd like to admit or Stan would like to admit, I should say, we say it all the time. Right. Right. Gabe. All right. Let me have it. What do you think? Uh, He's a good third pairing defenseman or serviceable third pairing defenseman that hits people. That's what he's got. Yeah. He's not fast enough to keep up with anybody. Uh, You could skate right around him if you want to. He's a, he's a big pylon. And, but he's, he brings a physical aspect that they didn't have. So that's one positive on that. Um, other than that, he's kind of a little too slow for what, you know, they, for a team that had problems with fast teams. Yeah. He doesn't help them any in that. Yeah. Uh, he, he gives them a little bit of size in the old, in your own, in your own end. And that's okay. I mean, if you compare him to who the guy he was traded for, we've learned that in the past, you can't really do that. You don't, you don't compare Connor Murphy to Nicholas Jomerson because they're just not the same player. Uh, you know, the, the guys they got for Panarin, you can't compare them like this. If you try to compare them to what Brandon Zod was like, they, the Blackhawks lose massively in this trade. Um, yeah. They just, you know, they, they took on a guy, they needed some, some, uh, you know, some height and some size and they got that, uh, but not much else along with that height and size. Yeah, so my take on Zadorov, I, I was hopeful when they when they dra- when they traded for him that they would be able to get something more out of him than than they got in Colorado. But honestly, I mean, it's funny, Andy. You know, the player you describe seeing this year is basically how people from Colorado described him after a couple of years there. And um, I, I just, you know, the the bottom line is you can't coach speed. Um, it's just, and I've heard people say, oh, you know guys with skating deficiencies you could coach that now you really can't i mean you can marginally improve a player's Dylan speed. Strome. 
Exactly. Yeah, as a matter of fact, that's the one that's come up about. And <laughs> you can marginally improve a player's speed through coaching, but if, if a player is an average skater, they're gonna they're gonna stay an average skater, generally speaking. Um, and that's the in the in the NHL. I mean, if if you're an average or less than average skater, you're at a, you are at a deficit. Um, and that's that's disappointing. But I also said at the time too, I felt like the Hawks were trying to just at, at that time in that trade and some other trades, they were trying to just cut some salary. And uh, that's what you got. You know, you, you lost some salary in the deal, some, some salary commitment and uh, you lost some ability um, and it's unfortunate, but I mean, yeah, I agree. I think um, he can be a, a decent third pairing guy. It depends on who you partner him with. Um, and uh, we'll see, you know, we'll see if they keep him. He is a free agent. He's a restricted free agent um, this summer. So we'll see what they do. They'll they'll probably end up keeping him, um, but they I have, a, I have a feeling they may lowball him on on money, um, and then you know. But I don't think anybody's going to offer sheet him either. It's freaking Nikita Zarov. So, um, <clears throat> all right, good stuff. We've covered a lot of good topics. Now, um, I want to talk about um, the Snark Burley line, the Snark Burley brand. Um, which is also a nice segue into uh, one of Sean's least favorite topics, the, uh, the resurgent and highly promising Chicago White Sox. Um, are we talking about LaRusse's blood alcohol level or what are we talking about here? No, we're not going to talk about that. We got, we're going to talk about baseball, pal. Um, so, Lauren, tell us about um, your, your line, your, uh, your products, um, where people can buy them, um, all that good stuff. So briefly, Snark Burley started um, with Aloy Jimenez. After he hits a home run, when he comes back into the dugout, he looks at the camera and goes, hi, mom. So I was been like harassing the team on Twitter, make me a shirt, make me a shirt. They came out with this shirt that said the word mom in red with this big red glove, looked like a Mickey Mouse hand kind of. Like I still have nightmares about seeing this thing. And it just said the word mom. And I was like, what is that? So I was like, you know what, I'm going to make my own shirt. So I made my own shirt. Nice. Um, so then I got one for my mom and I got her the pinwheel flag um, that John's wearing. She wore it and people were like stopping her on the street. Where'd you get your shirt? Where'd you get your shirt? So she's like, everyone wants these. So I made a Twitter handle at Snark Burley and my display name is Shoeless Ho Jackson because I live for puns. And actually, Stash is the one that came up with that um, name. And we do Blackhawks, White Sox. I mean, I do anything. Um, I made myself the Svechnikov shirt. I made a shirt for my friend's um, wrestling podcast. And then the first two, three weeks of the hockey season, Darnell Nurse single-handedly carried my boyfriend's team I kept him alive and I would be sitting there watching a game and I would just hear out of nowhere, he'd come barging out of the room going, Darnell fucking nurse. And I'm like, he said it so often it became like a rallying cry. And so I made myself this shirt. That's nice. And then my, one of my favorite players on the Panthers, he told me nobody fucking cares about him. So I also made. <laughs> there you go. For the first goal tonight, by the way, but nobody cares about him allegedly. Um, so I mean, I'll do like one-offs just for myself. Um, I can do anything. I, I mean, I can't use the team's 
logos or right. so I, like I can't use their logo I can't use the word White Sox or the word Blackhawks but um you saw Jeff had the, the Slater shirt that I did last year um I just mostly like to have fun and do funny and fun I mean snark burly you're, you're not gonna get you know tame things we I like to make fun of things I did a couple Hall of Famer baseball person shirts for a certain new White nice. Sox player. Nice. Um, and by the way, this is the shirt. There it is. All right, go I ahead. wasn't hurt because it's such a cool shirt. I wanted to like find some Oilers fans to, like to they can have the design and keep it like keep it, you know, keep it going. Um, there's not you're not going to find somebody with more metal name in. Are you? I don't think so. No, no. So, so where? So, how does a uh, a uh, a uh, very wealthy and willing to spend lots of money uh, rink rat listener buy your products? How do they do that? Everything is on T Public. They have a ton of options: hoodies, long sleeve shirts, t shirts, stickers, mugs. I mean, baby clothes. Pillows. Someone bought a pillow yesterday. I, I was really excited about it. Um, and I mean, I'm going to buy my dog a pillow to lay on. Um, and they have a bunch of different colors. They have sizes from small to, I think, 5XL. And you can get whatever you want, whatever color you want. And T Public ships it directly. Um, there's a link in my both of my Twitter accounts. And I'm always tweeting links and discount codes and contests. Nice. And I'm giving away stickers. Um, and I gave away a pinwheel flag shirt to a certain somebody. Certain raycaster. I would not call it a bribe. No, it wasn't a bribe. It wasn't a bribe. Actually, it was more like so I could get a free t-shirt. I invited you on the show. <laughs> I, I might actually be, buy might one of the afterwards. pinwheel shirts for a friend of mine. Oh, absolutely. This is cool. I love this thing. I love she this loves shirt. she loves the pinwheels too. She's a huge White Sox fan yeah. and loves the pinwheels. So well, and I also and I just want to say also the links are the links are gonna be in the podcast on the post on the website and all that yes. stuff. So if you go to the website and you look for where the podcast is gonna be uh uploaded, the link will be in there to get to her website. Yeah, we'll tweet that out tomorrow too. So you guys go check this stuff out. Um support Lauren. Um, she's, uh, she's one of our, one of our friends and stash is one of our friends and, uh, she's, um, she was gracious enough to join us tonight and we really appreciate it. She did a great job. Um, she only yelled Mr. Smeshnikov like five times, which six, six. Um, but, um, yeah, so we're going to, we're winding it down. We're coming close to the nine o'clock hour here in uh, the Eastern time zone. And, uh, there there she is. She's got that look on her face. It's like disgruntled Sox fan Angie. Yes. Are you disgruntled? Are you disgruntled? Mm. She looks like she's being held prisoner right now. This poor pathetic dog. Here, I'll let you go to your daddy. She does. She totally does. And I'm also going to take this opportunity to predict that the White Sox will be 162 and zero this year. Yes. Um, it's going to be awesome. Um, all right, so I'm going to ask the uh, the esteemed panel of usual suspects first. Do you guys have have anything you want to plug tonight? Gate, you want to plug the uh, the Kraken Ringcast? Uh, yeah, the Kraken Hostel uh, Seattle Ringcast. 
we don't have a whole lot of episodes just yet because there's not much going on. Don't have a whole lot of team. Yeah, we had Ryan Clark from The Athletic, who's their local guy. Uh, Sean joined me for that one. And uh, we had a great conversation. So check that out. Go over there and uh, subscribe to that. I think uh, it's a whole new perspective, whole new team. You don't, you know, all those people who say that I hate the Blackhawks and I'm I'm Mr. Negative. Uh, we're talking about a whole different organization and, and everything else over there. It's uh, nice and it's fresh all, and new. Which it's all means, sunshine and roses. Yeah, yeah. They're <laughs> gonna win the. They're gonna win the Stanley Cup for now. next year in their first season. And no negative talk over there. So yeah, check that out. The Kraken Hostel, Seattle Ringcast. What about the, what about the rest of you uh, you ruffians? What, what you guys got anything you want to plug? Any activities, charities? What not? No. Uh, I yeah. I sorry if we're, if we're on the t-shirt game and sorry, Lauren. Don't mean to step on any toes, but 500level.com. That's where I got this awesome cane mullet man t-shirt. That's nice. They got good stuff. They got a lot of caricatures. You should check them out. I have a lot of fun with it. Nice. So some good some good Illinois folks running that show. Illinois. Nice. Illinois. Correct. So Ray, what about you? Sean, what about you? You guys got anything you want to plug? Yeah, I'll plug, plug um, get your COVID vaccine. Um, yeah. I was lucky enough to to get in one B, and I got my uh, my first dose recently, and I felt pretty good. My wife, uh, who's a teacher in Illinois, and I think uh, we need to protect our teachers. She got her yeah. second dose recently, right so yeah. get your COVID vaccine so we can get out of uh, get out of the quarantine. Era. Hell yes. Hell yes. Good. Stuff. Thank you for inviting us into the circle of trust. <laughs> and the trust tree with a nest. Yes. All right, Ray, you're, you're, you're the last, uh, you're the remit, you're the outlier on plugs. Yeah. How do I follow that mm-hmm. one up? Um, how about NHL entry Go check out some, uh, nice. Some youngsters. Uh, we got some scouting reports on there. Uh, great minds through Canada, through Europe. Um, go take a go take a peek. See who the next uh, Blackhawks are going to be after they make the playoffs and pick twenty uh, third. I want to uh, take this opportunity also <laughs> to um, announce that Ray is uh, kind of uh, eh, I would say focusing more um, in his his work for the rank on prospects, and we're really excited about that because. Uh, you know, Ray brings kind of a scout's eye to uh, to a lot of the work he does for us, and this this allows him to uh, take advantage of that. And uh, we're always we're always excited about that. And we've been talking to Andy about another opportunity um, that uh, we're not prepared to announce yet, but it will be uh, when it happens. It's going to be a uh, another expansion into another NHL market for the rink, um, which we're really excited about. And uh, that may create an opportunity for our friend, Sean. It's like a game of dominoes at the, at the rink. Um, and and let's, let's not forget about the Colorado division. They've taken on a couple of new writers. They and they're kicking ass over there. So they I, I they're, almost, they're, I, they're crushing I, it. I almost wore a Colorado Rockies hockey hat tonight for them. Nice. But uh, yeah, I think go maybe check the them fe- out. They have the a podcast too. comes out. I'll wear it. Yeah. They have a podcast too. So if you like the Colorado avalanche talk, they actually get into a lot, a lot of uh, different topics, not just avalanche talk. So go over there. They did, yeah. He's done. Aaron's done some great interviews. Yeah. And the last one was with our very own Juliana Nakach, who is a social media manager for the uh, what is it? The Connecticut whale. Connecticut whale. Uh, Whales. The whale. Yeah, in the NWHL. And yeah. they interviewed her. Uh, Owen did over there. 
she interviewed Juliana. So uh, for Women's History Month, right? Hey. Yeah, very cool. Very cool. Um, so I'm gonna I'm gonna take the opportunity to plug our sponsor, our uh, founding and original sponsor, and and uh, abiding sponsor, PuckHockey.com. Uh, they created the rink line for us. They also you know, one of the, one of the um, things that uh, originally drew us to them was uh, the, the Marion Hosa line, which I believe they still have at sell. And uh, a lot of cool stuff that they designed for, personally for Marion Hosa, uh, for other NHL players as well, for a lot of metal bands. Um, and yes, um, sir. Yeah. And um, so P-U-C-K-H-C-K-Y.com, great people. Um, and just really, really cool stuff. Um, it runs a gamut from uh, hoodies and uh, flannels um, to hockey jerseys, hats, stickers, all that stuff. So it's really cool. Um, they do great stuff. Really, really well-designed, great stuff. So P-U-C-K-H-C-K-Y.com. Um, next week, I'm trying to get a, uh, a guest, a, a local uh, goalie coach here um, in, in Columbus who uh, – I think um, really kind of uh, uh, breaks the mold in terms of some of the uh, some of the drills he, he does with uh, with interesting. Almost JJ made it a whole always show loses steam JJ's at the internet. end. Oh. Yeah, <laughs> JJ always loses steam at the end. He's running out of gas. <laughs> He's like a robot. You need to put the battery back in. <laughs> do you? Uh, <laughs> do you guys hear me now? Yeah, we hear you. Now. Hello. Good. Okay. Yeah, got a. Yeah, I just got the old. Your internet connection is unstable, so I'll uh, keep this brief. But I'm trying to get a, a local uh, along with the coach. rest of the staff. That's right. Very unstable. Highly unstable. Trying to get a local uh, goalie coach. Calls. Correct. Trying to get a local goalie coach that I know here in town to come on. Has got some really interesting ideas and uh, uh, methods for training uh, young goalies. Um, and we'll get, so we'll get back to a little more of a hockey focus um, with our guests next week. Um, and, uh, but it's been fun having Lauren on the show. Um, I was told and, there would be neck beards. Uh, <laughs> all right. What do you mean? There, I know nothing about any kind of neck beards. Lauren, why don't you like a hole in my neck beard? <laughs> well, I actually shaved right before this show, so I wouldn't be lumped in with the neck beards, but Lauren, why don't so you did tell I. Us? I shaved before this too. Look at this. Yeah, I could tell. Um, Lauren, why don't you tell us about, about what you and, you and Stash um, have done uh, with neckbeards over the last week or so? So the other day they showed um, Calvin DeHaan, and he went like this, and I was like, I bet I could identify that guy by his neckbeard. That thing is pretty robust. Um, and so I just downloaded a bunch of pictures of different hockey players, cropped out from here up, so it was like just this portion, and just played guess that neck beard or guess that flow. And he got almost all of them. There were two in there that he, that were like tricks that I knew he wouldn't get. Um, one of them was um, Kyler Yamamoto, who I think has approximately two hairs on his face. Um, <laughs> but it was a really fun game. And so I think that like, I could probably name almost anyone. I could identify almost anybody by their, I won't say by their neck beard, but I'll say by their flow or their facial hair. Sounds like a shirt should be made like that. Yeah, I, think, I want to I play think, a game of it. Yeah, well, absolutely. maybe you could put like on the shirt, name the neck beard. Or you could actually have some neck beard around the collar of the shirt. You could. Into it. Just saying. Uh, but I think like a, a gritty beard. shirt. 
When I think of neckbeard, neckbeards, I think of Kyle Orton. I do. That's what I was thinking. Kyle Orton, Purdue. Kyle Orton, Gate, and Ted Kaczynski. <laughs> Boy, that's some exclusive company right now. <laughs> wow. There. I, I don't know who's the most famous one out of that group. All I, right. I can't. I'm not going to tell you which one I relate to the most. <laughs> no, I know. We all know the answer <laughs> to that one. <laughs> we all know the answer. I'll be expecting them a package in the mail tomorrow, and it won't contain a T-shirt. <laughs> that's all a- right. A good opportunity for a COVID mask, the neckbeard COVID mask. Oh, nice. Nice. See, Lauren? Can I interest you in a Brent Seabrook? Oh, yeah. Look at yeah. that. That would be a great mask. Seabs is, uh, he's one hairy bastard. He really is. And confirm. All right. Well, look, we've, uh, now that we've descended into the neckbeards, I think it's time to wrap this up tonight. Um, so thank you, every, thank you, Lauren, our special guest. Thanks to the usual suspects and my partner, Gate, for joining us tonight. Um, please, uh, you know, visit us on the Twitters. Um, I'm not going to try to remember you guys' Twitters. Um, I'm just going to go through them really fast. Ray, Twitter. Uh, uh, hockey knapsack. At, <laughs> at hockey knapsack. Yeah, you have to ask easier questions, JJ. Uh, no, <laughs> hockey knapsack is my Twitter handle. Andy, Twitter. Andy Campbell, sixteen. There you go. Ray. Oh, it's not Ray. Sean, sorry. Diesel, D-I-E-S-A-L, 3426. Lauren, Twitter. At Snark or L-W-I-L-Z. Right on. Gabe, Twitter. At Puckin' Hostel and at Crackin' Hostel. And you can follow us at T-H, at The Rink, um, at The Rink Cast. Um, and our various uh, affiliates also as well you can find on the Twitters. Um, Thank you for joining us tonight, and we will see you on the rink.